Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Pax Stravaganza 2020. Dewey and I went to Pax. Matt did not. I stayed home. But Matt is here. To ask us questions as we go through a document that I whipped up of things Dewey and I played, saw, and other things I forgot that are not in the document. There's a lot of fun stuff in there. We did uh, a lot of a lot of good things. So how do you want to do this, Matt? I have the doc, obviously, and I know how I would run the show. But do you have do you want do you want to go over like how our weekend was? How you know this is this is not your show to run, but this is your show to ask questions. It's your show to run. You're the you <laughs> take use me. You take, can run it if you want. Take point. If you want to ask me like what the fourth game down the list is, I don't remember. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you you tell me what you want me to know. That doesn't help me. No, okay. you you take point. You you ask questions, we answer. Game show. <laughs> Lightning round. I mean, I don't have any what questions is... specifically. Did you stay in a new place? Yes. New place. New like, hotel. Did you stay in a new hotel. Yes. New new hotel. Uh. Different area. Our, my one, two, I'm, ge- I'm getting three, the vibe that it was too four. far away. My fifth hotel in six years, I think. It was about the same distance as uh, we stayed last year. It wasn't too far, but it wasn't close. Like, Yeah, it was a little bit longer than where we stayed last year. I felt like it was the same distance, but it just yeah. there's nothing like, it, on the when way. When I measured it out according to the map, it was a little bit longer. There's, but yeah, there was nothing on the there's way. There's no, like the, la- like, the last place we stayed was at North. Of the yeah, convention, it was in North. You, you pass a lot of bars. You pass a lot of lo- like things going on. I think it was considered on. North End. It's right next to TD Garden. But this year we stayed southeast, south, and it was a whole lot of nothing. Warehousing there was a, there district, was a shopping center right behind us. Yeah, interesting. But, but other on the way, nothing much. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, if you hear, uh, like Boston people, if you hear you stayed in Southie, are like, why did you stay in Southie all day? Okay. All right, lesson learned, I guess. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. It always is a it is a tricky time to play, find a hotel for three nights and not spend Buku dollars and still be close. Did you did you look at Airbnb at all or no? Kind of, but a lot of them, some of them are weird. Those are. And a lot of them don't describe like what their parking scenarios are and stuff like that. I'm like, well, I'm going to have a car with me. Like, where am I parking this? I've had rough ish luck with airbnbs in cities with parking and like it looking okay or pretty good and then actually seeing in person and it not being yeah or other ones being like communal houses yeah and it's like oh everybody just comes in and there's a common area and then you just get to lock yourself in a bedroom and i'm like well that's not what i want that's that's like hostel style yeah with especially with something like a convention where we're gonna be busy the whole time and then like getting back i just want to like relax and chill i don't airbnbs can be rough Okay. 
So I still prefer the hotel. I still think the Envoy or something right around there is probably always our best bet. Yeah. Uh, the problem always just comes down to dealing with price. Yeah, and yeah. needing more people to yeah. make it manageable. Yeah. More okay. people, the cheaper it gets, the more okay, I'm fine. I'm, I am with it. But there's a solid chance I'm like, I'm just going to pay for this at this point because... I think we're nice getting to, to that early. point in life where it's like, mm, might be worth it for the convenience. Yeah. To be able to, if we really needed to leave, like, I mean, when we were in the Envoy the last time was all of us. Mm-hmm. Right? Or was I, I might have been there with Brandon the year after. I don't remember. But. I'm the, sorry. Yeah, I know. The, the did convenience. You, did you run into him? Yes. Yes, we did. We ran into him the first day and then never saw him again. Which is kind of crazy to me that I know there's a lot, there's a lot of people there, so. 70,000 to 120 depending on the day, like, and, uh, it was nice being, when we were in that hotel, being close enough that we're like, okay, if we do anything or we want to just kind of dip back real quick, we can go back and forth in a half hour where for us this time, if we were to do something like that, it was going to be 40 minutes, one direction. I can't imagine the convenience of staying in the hotel attached to the convention center. Can you imagine that? That would be so nice. I think oh, my God. That a would lot be, of, dope. I know it's not possible really, unless you're like, you know, unless I get there, like, you know, I book it unbelievably early or something like that. Like now and just that. hope that it's the right weekend. Yeah, exactly. And just be like, all right, well, I hope that's right. But that was a good time. Uh, the hotel was fine. Fine is the, uh, the word I stick with on that statement. Uh, wasn't great. Wasn't terrible. But there were definitely like minor issues I had. But I was like, that's eh, not how that should be. Hmm. I'm not going to go into detail about those. Uh-oh. I I don't know. You, my, you definitely didn't see, and I didn't bring it up to you. My hair all over the bathroom. I'm sorry I'm a hairy boy. There was a lot of doing I there. shed like a freak of nature. That's cool. And I, I almost just didn't even want to have the lady come in and clean. And we didn't any any day we were there, but I was like, I almost don't just want, I don't I, even want her to see this. I don't want to get charged extra for the amount of hair. <laughs> There's a lot of hair. And it, yep. <laughs> It was it was it was like comical a lot of you hair. Know, just think, my back is completely shaved right now, or mostly shaved. So that's it was, true. This was a good. This was a good time. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was fine. The uh, we didn't do our normal like really going out for food. I'm I'm old and it hit me hard this time. <laughs> Dewey, was, Dewey was dead, but also where we were staying didn't lend itself to doing that. Yeah, there was no real place where we would have been able to do that. In in the years past of even last year being in in the North End, I think it's the North End. I think I'm saying that right. We're, being it's the there north now. was it's the North End now. Being there where we could have really walked out the front door of our hotel and been within less than a five minute walk of twenty something bars. Yep. Yep. Um. So you know it's it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but I once again I still haven't nailed down the hotel thing. We'll, we'll get I think it. the envoy is nailed down. I think it's just the price problem at that point. So it's it's finding the happy medium between the two. But enough about hotels. That's not the fun part of PAX. That's true. Which part do you what are you about to segue in? I don't know. So I, I, I can see a joke segue coming out of you real quick. Nope. I mean, I, that's right. that's about it. I mean, other than uh, did you, did you feel like there was something lacking? Cause like some people pulled out last minute. Was there any? Oh, show wise. Okay. I was going to say food was lacking because yes. they doubled down on food trucks being your source of food. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was like a lot of the same snack places of pretzels and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Did you but do any my... food truck stuff? No. Nah. No. Cause I mean, it's, it's 
you're going to go out there. If you want one of the good food trucks, you're probably going to wait 30 minutes in line. At least. And then still getting you, – you're going in and out of the building, so you're going back through security too. And yeah, it's all, through, it's all would, through that same entrance. That's what I would be afraid of is it's just not worth it. Nope. Yeah, so it's it was – a big cut in your time. Yeah. Like maybe ideally if you can get the perfect time or everything line up, like I don't know, 40 minutes. Yeah, it, if you can kind of plan it so you get out there either first or last, it might be okay. In between that, oh, there were so many people out there. And it for us, and you experienced it with me too, I prefer to just like grab one of their pre-made sandwiches or a pre-made salad or something and be like, cool, I'm done. I have it in my hand. I ate it, and I'm on to the next that's, thing. I'm, I'm moving. Mm-hmm. That's the secret packs tip. Get those pre-made sandwiches. They're not bad, and it's way easier than going and waiting 40 minutes in line for a food truck. Bad news. It took me two days to find out where they were. They hit them. Because they were not in the normal, like, all-over spots. So even our Holly of the pick-it-up nerd mm-hmm. was oh. not – they didn't have them there like they normally would. Yeah. They weren't there. They weren't in the upstairs, like, tuck-away areas. None of that. There was some random, like, Asian walk up on that one yeah, floor. Yeah, that was – Something like teriyaki chicken or something. There yeah. was some random, like, booth up there making food. But the only place that had those pre-made things was the front of the convention center, one of the booths right there. And we would get through that line, I think, both times in less than 30 seconds. Yeah, it was pretty much nobody was there. But it was like once we found out where they were, the entire time, I went everywhere that I thought was going to be faster and never saw them. Hmm. And then finally saw them there. I was like, there's my answer. Yeah, we found them on Saturday. way easier. Saturday? Yeah, I think Saturday. Because we got them for lunch and then we got Jimmy John's for dinner on Saturday. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess the show floor didn't feel it was it. It. I mean, it. It definitely felt a little. It missed a little bit. Like I don't know. It, like it was definitely a really good time, but there was like a little bit more that I could have. I would have liked to seen. Uh-huh. They definitely pivoted. Obviously, once everybody pulled. But all they did, I think, is they just took and they shifted some booths around to hide as much space as they could. They did a pretty decent and, job of flexing. Like, we got these big booths over here. With- yeah. They they hid it pretty well for missing who they were missing. They just ended up at one point with a very large walkway between uh, THQ Nordic and Fuser. Yeah. There was just a large, like, uh, the wider, almost as wide as the normal ones that run front to back. Mm-hmm. A little bit wider than that, running through one one middle section there. Yeah, like between the it no longer than or no wider than the two escalators. Like that was the length of that wide section. So they hit it pretty well. That's good. Um, and it was nice to have that area because you could kind of cut through and and it made it easier to get around. Yeah, move sure. a little bit better, and you didn't have to deal with some of the crowds that were pretty bad in some places. But nice. Yeah. It's definitely a good time. Played quite a bit of things. We did try a lot of stuff. Didn't play a board game this year. No, we did. Played no, we did. Card games? Did we play a board game? We played uh, Cyanide and Happiness as uh, oh, yeah. Trial by Trolley. Yeah. Tabletop. Which I lost. It was uh, pretty good. It's a pretty good yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, game of arguing. Mm-hmm. You have one person who is a conductor who has a runaway train. And you have two teams trying to convince the conductor to go down the other team's tracks. Yeah. So if you're a judge, you're a conductor. I pull, I pull three cards of tracks. 
he pulls three cards of tracks, and I'm like, what does Matt not want to run over? I'll put that on my side. He puts one on his side. We reveal him. Argue. Matt, you definitely want to run over his side, right? Like, he's got, mm-hmm. you know, babies over there. You hate babies. Kill babies. Okay. Interesting. And then whichever side, there's, you know, modifiers and more cards you put down. So you end up basically at, end up at three cards down plus modifiers on it. Very uh, simple, but very cool game. A uh, lot of, you know, discourse of like, no, you definitely want to do this. And it's it's definitely cool with people we play it with. We played with random people. Three too. strangers. Yeah, which was, I think, more fun because it was like me and Nate always going on opposite sides trying to yeah, argue. Yeah, we purposely and, argued on the other side of each other. So we otherwise. could try to like see who we could, I don't know, trying to read whoever is judging kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And it just wouldn't have been good if him and I were arguing, like on the same team, arguing against complete strangers. Like, mix yeah. it up, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was I wanted him to argue against me because it's, it's I, I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy being a dick. <laughs> weird, right? Who'd have thought? Very weird. The, uh, I would have never guessed. <laughs> I would have never assumed. Yeah, I would. I would have never assumed as there were text messages rolling in earlier in the week about how neither one of you can stand being with me. No, <laughs> they was were jokes, okay. But I actually really. Lo- I don't know. That, I really like that game. I might pick that up at some point. Actually, yeah, it was a it was a fun game. The, my problem with those games like that is like, I might get two people up here, which works for the game that we did play tonight and uh, lay neckbeard. Yeah. Uh, and does work for uh, the, the game I want to play against Mav, the war game, and, and other games like that, where it can be a one-on-one thing or, or, like, two people. But when it gets to that, where it's, like, even playing that game with maybe the three of us wouldn't be terrible. It would be cool. Because oh, it's definitely doable, but... It would lose its luster, I think, without pretty having quick. more having, having the other person there to argue with would be a little bit better. But Hmm. You want to get into these games? Are you playing? Yes, tired yeah, boy. It. We can get I'm, through. I'm like, I could lay on your floor right now and fall asleep. Well, don't just do put that. The, just take your mic out. And, I don't know how you're still cooking. Um, I second wave of energy. If I if I me. can keep him awake and engaged, I can keep him up. Yeah. Once I shut down, once you give me like a couple minutes to myself, that's it. It's we, over. when we got back from the D and D panel, which was the I think the latest we were at the convention center, it was yeah. like eleven something, and that's when we played uh, neckbeard against each other. Mm-hmm. We were up to one thirty. So I was able to keep him yeah. That's like awake I, as long engaged, as we were playing. It's but. good. Before we get into games, I have the quick sidebar. Our first night there, uh, me and Nate decided to do something fun. I kind of wanted to do it, and I was like, Nate, would you want to do this? I, I don't was, know what he's talking about. I was. I don't remember. <laughs> the movie we went to. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's, I, I could not remember Pokemon uh, Mewtwo movie. Um, Out on Netflix now. It they, It's a re... Production, just a yeah. new animation style of the like the um, original Mewtwo Strikes, Strikes Back. Um, and I was like, I liked this when I was younger. I want to watch it again, but I don't think I like it watching it on Netflix by myself. I was like, this is stupid. Same. Why am I watching this? So I was like, Nate, they're playing it, showing later tonight. Why don't we go with a group of other nerds? Like that might be more fun. Fifty. It was kind of cool but thing also, to watch at PAX and, and yeah, yeah. have the whole. I'll thing. remember it more if I do it in a group. Nate, obviously. Did not remember. I, 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 when you were leading into it, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And then you're, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we did watch that. So it was it was um, definitely very kid. I mean, obviously it's Pokemon, but yeah. it was really kid-centered and kind of like I didn't remember that. And it kind of hit me when we were in the movie. And I was like, oof, this isn't the best. But <laughs> overall, it was like kind of cool to watch in that group. And there were some funny moments with the people around us. There were some not funny moments with people trying to be funny. And I'm like... Oh, there nerds. was a lot of not shut the fuck up in the movie. Like, oh, we're just going to talk the entire time. 
And I was like, that's that's fine. And so you know, I'm I'm okay with certain things, whatever. Uh you know what? While while we're talking about this, oh yeah, we got a lot of stories of people. Let's let's us. let's get a couple out. I know you want to get to the games. I know you want to move yeah, us. We'll get move there. us through things. We'll get there. Uh, but like I told you, you ain't fucking running this. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the kick with that movie, if I had watched it, like say for some reason you decided to give me your network your new Netflix. Password, oh yeah, sorry uh, about that. That's fine. Uh, I would have stopped watching it. Yeah, I okay. would not have finished the movie. Oh, yeah, I probably. Would I 100 percent would have not finished the movie. Three minutes, I think I would have made it, and I would, I would have, have like, potentially it. made it. So it turned into more like people watching than anything else. Yeah, kind of. Except we're in a dark room; I can't see people. Uh, people all. listening. People. It was it was a lot of people listening and just being like, "I fucking hate you, nerds." There was um, <laughs> spoilers for the movie that came out in 1999. Uh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. No, because Pokemon Movie 2000 is a different movie. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so there's uh. Towards the end of the movie, the main thing is Mewtwo is cloning Pokemon. Yeah. And he put he takes the Pokeballs, he catches them in his own Pokeballs that are stealing other people's. Puts them in a cloner, and then it shows the Pokemon that's about to be cloned. So naturally, it's like, they're it's like the oh, old who's com- that Pokemon? And yeah, then the old people like, oh, it's Pikachu. And that like kept happening. And then like it was just like, after having like three or four times, like, all right, we get the it. The same guy kept yelling, it's Pikachu, when it's yeah. clearly not. And we're like, okay, it's funny the first time. Now you've ruined beat it, the joke. Beat it into the ground. And then... Five minutes later, when Pikachu gets sent through the cloner, someone in the back hits it with the, it's Pikachu! Way funnier. Because it was Pikachu. <laughs> it, it wasn't the same guy. Yes. It was that guy making fun of that guy. And, and like, he, like, every second of this. really went into the meme, went for it, made fun of this dude, and I was like, I love whoever that is. Thank you for that. Um, we got Pokemon. Okay, so uh, we'll keep it in Pokemon sphere before we talk about our glorious laughing buddies. Uh, we, going into the movie, we were first thought we were the first ones in line. Yeah, I, you're welcome. We were out of that fucking class. There was a break between the movie and like the end of the show, and then there was nothing going on. So we're like, we might as well just chill here and like. Yeah, we we're like, we don't need to do anything else. So, mm-hmm. and we didn't know how how full it was going to get. I thought it would be. Slight. Turns out, not that full. I don't. I don't think it was. I, it was like pretty decent. I don't, were, were we even half full? I thought uh, maybe. maybe. I, didn't, I didn't look backwards. There wasn't a ton um, of space in there anyway. So, but we walk in and they hand us a booster pack, three card booster. And a snap band. Gypped. I got gypped. He got gypped. So here's what happens. We get back to the hotel that night. And I'm like, we should play. Or maybe, I don't know how this came about. I think we just kind of. We should play a 1v1 with the three cards that neither of us have seen yet that are in these boosters. I pulled better cards and rinsed them. Okay. Then, I pulled D tier. F tier. I couldn't cards. do anything. So then we said. And I think we waited until Saturday. Did we do it Friday or it Saturday. Saturday? Saturday night. And we were like, let's make a joke and go to one of the booths that sells Pokemon cards and each buy three boosters and then blind battle ourselves booster for booster and see who wins. I managed to win Lay Neckbeard the first night. Then Dewey tied me. And Pokemon, he beat me. He rinsed me twice. He pulled GX I got cards. He destroyed me in the yeah. booster bind. Which, if you're unfamiliar with Pokemon cards, GX are like, oh, it's normal, but uh, it's double the health and it does triple the damage and you just kill anything. So, like, we played in, like, a modified version of the game because we didn't have energy. Yeah, so obviously we don't have any of the cards. But basically, the GX cards just, it's, there's no competing against it. I didn't it. pull a single one. He pulled two. Yeah. Out of two different boosters. So I was like, cool. I lose immediately. This is great. Uh, we had fun with it though. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a great time. Ten dollars worth, hundred percent. We were occupied for probably two hours. Yeah. Uh, so we did that. 
and then in every panel we went to, there was a dick or somebody that was the uh, the guy with the Walking Dead baseball. Oh, bat. thank God! Like, no, I, don't, I think I saw him, but he was not cosplaying. But someone of that caliber. Yeah, yeah. There was one of the worst caliber people I think I've ever encountered. Save was, him. Okay. We'll get, he's the last because he was bad. The, the, the best thing guy. we had happen was we had people laughing behind us once during a comedy panel where it was like them doing uh, fake postmortems about games that are don't exist. So the guy created had these just names of games that aren't a thing and then had the panelists come up and like improv, like tell us what happened with your game. Like, you know, you obviously on the spot, you make up, did it do good, did it do bad? What was the game? Blah, blah, blah. And just kind of run through like a true postmortem would be. Mm-hmm. Pretty entertaining. It's pretty cool. It was pretty good. But the guy behind us cackle laughs. Ungodly, <laughs> annoying slash. I was like concerned. I was like, is, is he all right? Like I would have thought it was a fake laugh if anybody I know did it. Yep. No, it's this guy's laugh. I don't even know how to replicate it. I, I can't. I'm not going to try to. <laughs> it would. I would hurt all your ears. But it was a very high pitched cackle. I, I yeah. don't even know hybrid I, with. It was. It was like a. I don't know, like a Joker laugh kind of thing. Just it was. I just couldn't. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, that's that guy's laugh. All right. And we we had. It was that one, and then there was the dick. The dick happened right after that or before that. After that it was the. Um, I forget the name of the group. The panel was the What's Good Games panel. Yeah, yeah. Andrea Renee, Brittany Brombacher, yeah. Christine Steimer, and now uh, Rihanna. What's her name? They hired on a part-time fourth person. Um, he was in that panel. I'm saving him because he's going to set Dewey and I off. Yeah. He's uh, a monster. But so that happens. And then we went to... D&D. So both of those instances and we have happened and we went to D&D. The big three-hour panel of the... Um, Jerry, Mike, Xavier Morgan Woods. Webb, Xavier Woods. Uh, I'm going to forget her for her name. All of them playing D&D. And so we're in the big theater. We're sitting up there. And a joke gets made. The guy behind us cackle laughs. The exact, like, like <laughs> the exact same. Line. And I was like, there's no way. This because theater we, is huge. Yeah. there It is huge. It is packed with people. And we said going into this, like, there is. 110% no way we hit strike three with people being near us. I thought, honestly, the, I heard his laugh. I thought it was the same guy. I looked and I was like, that's not the same. He has the same laugh. Yeah. I was like, I asked him afterwards. I was like, was that the same guy? And he's like, no, no, so, man. So the I, first, the first joke that they had where it was like everybody got it. Me and him started laughing. The guy behind us laughs his cackle. And then me and Nate are holding our sides, cannot breathe laughing because <laughs> we just got put with the same dude. I'm like, how does this happen? And I'm trying not to, you know, I normally, if I start laughing, I don't out loud laugh. It's just me kind of like, yeah, all right, that's pretty funny. Except for when was, Dewey's, it, when Dewey's grandmother was high on the mic with us <laughs> and I'm crying with laughter. It was reaching that again. It was where I am trying so hard not to join in in this guy's cackle because it's too, it's too fucking funny that it happens to us again. Yeah. It's that not was, like we, we were in the middle of a row. We can't just get up and move. Yeah, nope. So, was, we were stuck there. And we're it was just just, there. Nothing is happening. It's the first five minutes of the thing, and him and I are just, he looks at me, I look at him, we're just like tapping. like, I can't fucking yeah. believe this. It was kind of fantastic, though, honestly. It made it better, because every time he laughed, I was like, this is so funny. I love this. <laughs> All I could do was just sit there and just. <laughs> yeah, 
It was good. I was trying to I because I was suppressing my laughter, I almost started crying. Because I was just like, I can't nope, just don't it say was... anything, something uh and yeah, that was a that was a good time. There was something else about that D and D panel. Oh, the D and D panel was based on Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, Mike was running it, the one that normally is a player. He was the one running it. He was running a one-off type thing. He ran the Battle Royale thing two years ago that I think I told you about. And he was running it based on Mandalorian. So he brought out Jerry to talk alone, and he did Warner, uh, Warner Herzog's like voice of, I have a special asset that I need you to acquire, and like doing all that stuff. And I immediately go, holy shit, this is Mandalorian. Didn't no get it because I didn't. in the room is even reacting. And I'm like, do you fucks? Did you not watch this? I immediately pick up on his Mandalorian. I, I tell him. I didn't watch it. So I was like. And then he goes, nope. no idea. The two guys next to me, it's their first packs. And it kind of goes on and goes on. And he runs through the whole thing of like, I need you to go get this asset. Here's a token that's going to be blinking to tell you where to go. And I'm like, Does, nobody's even laughing. Do you not understand say, that first off, he's doing a Werner Herzog voice, which is fucking hysterical. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say like maybe heard five to ten people. And this room was like this packed. So it's like Nate and then four other people that are like, this is fantastic. I get this. No one else. <laughs> the two guys next to me finally uh, – I've been over listening to their conversation before we sat down and it's their first time at PAX and the guy two over is like, I, I've seen this. Like, I know what he's, re- what is he referencing? And the guy next to him that's next to me is like, I don't, I don't know. It, it seems familiar. And I just kind of like lean over. I'm like, Mandalorian, Disney Plus. And he goes, Oh yeah. <laughs> and he tells his buddy and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then it basically, it isn't until he brings everybody else out. And has to almost, it seems, almost look at the audience and go, yes, this is the Mandalorian. Like, <laughs> he did uh, have to, like. Because Jerry asked him, he's like, wait, are you are you doing Werner, uh, Werner Herzog? <laughs> they just both start laughing. They're like, yeah, it's the Mandalorian. <laughs> and then everybody starts laughing. I'm like, how did you guys not get this from the get-go? But How do you know. not get Werner Herzog, like, right immediately? Yeah. <laughs> the baby. I want the baby. It's like, oh, it's so good. Uh, so that. And now, now I want to go back to one of the only things I personally tweeted about during PAX. Because our Twitter feed, that is the Gamers 2 Twitter feed, is handled by an amazing person who does an amazing job for us. High praise. Posting any and every picture I sent her, I think. I think I'm not positive. There might be something that slipped through the cracks. I didn't double. I didn't double check her work. A lot of them got. Most of them got up there. So I feel like they all uh, should have slipped in a Dewey Dick pic. Next year, I don't need to get banned on Twitter's terms. <laughs> uh, check the uh, OnlyFans account for that. Oh yeah, yeah. Go to just come fuck on Twitter. So <laughs> <laughs> the uh, she was taking care of all of our posts or anything about games we played or things we saw or panels we went to and blah blah blah. The one thing I needed to comment on specifically was a douchebag that was in the What's Good Games panel. The panel itself was great. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. I enjoy Andrea, Brittany, and Christine, and uh, Rihanna's, their views on things and everything like that. Because they've had how many years of between them in the industry and, you know, and they're still a fun group regardless. This guy was next to Dewey and I. He was on my right. Dewey was on my left. 
he probably thought he was the funniest person in the room. Oh, he definitely thought he was the funniest person in the room. Which we all know was me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you. I, <laughs> the best part of that, I actually got Dewey to turn away from the mic at that one. <laughs> Which is why I hated him. No, not really. Uh, so he's there, and they're recording their panel uh-huh. for the podcast. They have a, a video set up running, and they're doing audio. Yeah. So it starts by they want to get room noise. So it's like, all right, everybody kind of just be quiet for, you know, if you don't mind, just be quiet for like 10 seconds so we can just get a sample and that'll be it. That starts and you hear from him sitting next to me. And then he stops. So right off the bat, I'm like. But he does that the moment they ask for silence and he just does a boo with no one else saying anything. Instantly, I'm like, I hate this guy. I'm already just angry and he was close enough to us it was him another person then maybe one open chair than nathan me so i'm like people will associate us with them and i'm not part of this dude like yeah. i was super i happy. i was ready if somebody was like who said that and i was just gonna go <laughs> like, i was ready to rat him and i also didn't at one point i wanted to say something but i also knew that if i said something it would either gotten worse and nothing would have been done or a scene would have been caused that was not going to help anybody. Yeah. He, uh, and, judging from his further actions, uh, he probably would have accepted the challenge and ramped it up, I think, yeah. if we said, hey, cut it out. Yeah, he would have been like, oh, you guys think it's funny. Let me dial it up to 10 because fuck you. Uh, so he does that. Then they are doing a ca- uh, clap sync. Mm-hmm. So it's the whole, you really only need to do one clap, which is the joke out of uh, John Drake was there. Uh, Andrea's other and the other uh he's like you guys only need to do one clap like you don't all need to clap because they had everybody on the thing clapping and she's like we're just gonna do it this way or whatever and so they all clap in unison pretty synced which was crazy because yep. i wouldn't be able to do real that. good unison sync clap you know what's happening uh, two well, seconds so, later her. whole two thing seconds. and then he goes ah. so you hear because he echoes the clap twice they do it the first time. They're like, all right, mate, uh, you know, we were a little off. They're not even acknowledging him, but they were a little off. So like, all right, I just want to do one more time. Just so we're all good. Does it. Does it again. Awful human. So I'm already like, so I I'm, turn to Nate. I give him a look. And I'm just like, really? This like. And, I'm, and I just kind of gave him like the hand. Like, I agree. But it's, we can't. it's two <laughs> minutes into the panel. And I'm like, I already can't say in this guy. What is what is what is our luck also? Uh, so they announced that they were. There would skip forward a lot of things. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember any of the other minimal stuff that he like. There were a couple like under the breath things he did. Just, the one under the breath thing that I will say that he did that pissed me off to the point where I almost got almost that I actually almost said something. I didn't hear it thankfully because I would have been raging as well. I he uh, said it too quietly because he was too scared. <laughs> was and he was friends with the guy to his right, but the guy to his right was not like participating in any of this. So I don't know if he's just like, all right, whatever. That's just how he is or you know, something like that. He could have just been like, I don't want to argue with you or whatever. Right. Just do. So he might be innocent in the whole thing or he might be guilty by association. One of the two. Uh, so they're going through the announcing of them hiring their part-time person, Rihanna, who happens to be a black woman. Well, good news. They're all women. That's what they do. That's the thing. They, I believe it's Andrea going through the speech of like, yep, so we wanted to hire her on. She's been already doing like work for us, you know, before and blah, 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 blah. And under his breath, he goes, 
and she's black. And I, I almost just turned and went, the fuck does that matter? And I was just like, I just, just bring that Nate. Just don't put that inside you because that's not going to start anything real good. If you just, just bring it, bring it back. But I was like, I, dude, come on. Yeah, I didn't. The fuck is wrong with you? He said that quietly enough to himself where I didn't catch that because I also would have been kicked up to 10, like, uh, I, I don't know. I couldn't yeah. stand this dude already. I, there that was almost a, a loud, just the what that almost just came out of my mouth to nobody except that he would have known it was him. But there would have just been a loud what to the room that nobody had any idea what he was talking about. Yeah, there's a whole lot of other minor stuff, but just there was a lot of minor stuff. And then the, the last thing he did, and we're gonna get to the games after this. I promise, Matt. Don't worry. It's all the games last coming. thing he did was uh, they started doing their Q and A session. And, you know, people are coming up asking normal questions, blah, blah, blah. One guy comes up and asks how they think the coronavirus might affect potential production and stuff going forward of the Xbox One Series X and or Xbox Series X, sorry, Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. And uh, right after he asked that question, and I already knew Andrea's answer of it was, you know, well, they're not, you know, we're not in their production lines. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, blah, blah, But right, so he asks that question and this guy starts coughing as loud as he can. Fake coughing, just unbelievably loud. So I hate these people because you it, just want to be like, dude, shut the fuck up. I wanted, but like that's what they want. Yeah, they he want, wanted. He wanted somebody, to, and nobody gave him any attention up until this point. So he was just back and forth the whole yeah. time. And finally, so he does this, and Andrea says, "Like, ah, I see what you did there," and just says that. And that's it. But I'm like, I so badly wanted you to just be like, get out. I wanted mm-hmm. you to kick him so bad. Yeah. It was it was to the point where I wanted to, and Dewey would have beat me to it, which is the best part about this. But I wanted to just do the moment where I stand up, I turn, I look at him, and I just cold cock him straight in the side of the head. It would have been great. He, this guy's on his phone the entire time playing games. He started watching YouTube videos. I don't, and I'm like, what? Why are you there at all? Yeah, it's that's the part I couldn't figure out. Which, if it doesn't... It, like, why are you there? It doesn't make sense to me as to why you'd go to a limited panel to berate and make fun of or whatever the content they're producing. And people, like, While being to go on see your phone yeah, and that not also. being the... the I, it just didn't make sense to me at all. And, like, the panel itself was great. But that man became my mortal enemy for the weekend. Yeah. It's... it's I don't know. I don't understand. And until next PAX. He is now the PAX enemy number one. <laughs> and if I catch him next year... He, he officially like, is rebranded as Pax Enemy Number One. If I had a picture location of his, tags on Instagram and try to find him, and if then, I if I had a picture of his face, I would 100 percent get a shirt printed for next year that says "Wanted." <laughs> scumbag. Dead. Wanted. Dead. Scumbag. Dead. Not alive. Thousand dollars. Um. Yeah. That uh, frustrates me that you would go to a panel like that and just I don't know, not know the people, not care, whatever. But anyway. Let's talk about these games, because that's what PAX is all about. So, let me begin, Matt. Oh, boy. With the beautiful intro that I wrote that is terrible, and it was a glorious time filled with courtyard Marriott bullshit, because that's where we stayed, and walking galore, ate late, drank little, played a ton of games, both board and video, gained loot in the form of a drawstring bag from Troll and Toad. It's the orange one that's on the floor over there. We also ran into a streamer. Technically, probably 100 or more streamers, because probably everybody there is a streamer. But this one gave us a sticker, so go check out twitch.tv slash nerder she wrote. Creative name. Nerder she wrote. Uh, we spoke with many devs and played quite a few games, as shown below in no particular order, except towards the end. There's a slight order, because I'm insane. 
And you haven't seen this doc, so this is the fun part. This is a fun part. Uh, yeah, we were standing around watching, I think it was Iris of Giants was the name of it. It was the same people that did Legend of Keeper, which we'll talk about in a minute. Iris of Giants, that sounds correct. I think it was named Iris of Giants uh, by, Gob- I think it was Goblin Studios. Yeah. And uh, so we were just kind of watching that, and it was, uh, it was a grid-based game where you were playing cards, and you had to kill enemies that were in the grid, and as you killed them, rocks would move up behind them so you were just killing through like the little line of them and then once it was rocks you moved on to the next line of stuff like that uh and she came up with her dad i'm gonna say her dad oh yeah i don't know dad slash daddy dad husband i'm not sure i'm honestly not sure it could be 50 50 uh but she came up and was wondering if you know if we were waiting in line and we were just kind of watching because we had visited that booth earlier uh in the week for a different game and we're like oh no no go ahead or whatever and then we're all just kind of standing around watching it because there was somebody else playing Terribly, he was awful. Yeah, and uh, so we're just kind of sitting around pl- watching, and then she turns back to us at one point. She's like, "Do you guys like stickers?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm about stickers." So then she hands us. Uh... What a conversation! I know. Do right? you guys like stickers? I like stickers. I personally. Oh, it's it's at the end of the hall. I know where it is. Do you still have it in your I wallet? I think so. There you go. Uh, so I she hands stuck us. It, yeah. I yeah, that's the joke. So uh, she answers those stickers, and Sick. I still have mine down at the end of the hall in my stack of stickers. Uh, While saying nothing about follow me, whatever, yeah. just do you like stickers? Yeah, do you like stickers? Hands us the sticker. There's no discussion of I'm a Twitch streamer, blah, 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 You know, shoot me a follow, check it out, anything like that. And I'm like, you are the kind that I like. Yeah, fantastic. I'm you just say, respect it. hey, you like stickers? Let's not discuss anything else. Uh, and then we discussed stickers with the two of them and it was the joke of, uh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) it was the joke of like, no, I don't, I don't peel stickers, man. Cause once I peel the sticker and put it somewhere, it's gone and I've used it. And he's like, yeah, I still got stickers from 20 years ago from concerts or whatever. I was like, yeah, exactly. I have stickers from PAXs. I'm not peeling them and putting them on anything. He's like, yeah, then you know, put it on a laptop. What if the laptop gets stolen? I was like, yeah, then I'm out not only the sticker, but the fucking laptop. (laughs) I put them on my dresser because I've had the same dresser for like. Uh, 16 years so it's just very full of stickers yeah so it was a fun sticker conversation with uh, Nerder She Wrote on Twitch.tv so known quantities of games Matt we've talked about this one before because we've seen it before but Rawman Rawman R-A-W-M-E-N I was, was going to correct you because I know it's Ramen or Ramen or Rawman it's, to- it's, I have to say it that way to get the words correct yes uh, from Tiny Build. We know him. We love him. Yeah. Tiny Build. I enjoyed it. It was clearly still needing work, and uh, I would prefer to blame the laptop that I was on versus the game for my loss because Dewey did beat me. Uh, but that's my thought. Second and third, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was terrible in the beginning. We had a professional that definitely played like at least once, if not multiple times. Dominating us. He played, like, he played that. Absolutely. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, and- so you are a chef. Mm-hmm. And you have a pot, and you sling ramen, or soup. I don't know what they were actually calling it. Probably Uh, ramen. You sling that to, I don't know how many hits it took, but to knock out enemies. A few, maybe three. You could uh, hit shift and get like a sprint, kind of like a slide type of thing. That only lasted for so long. But easy for movement. Double jump. Jump on... uh, 
buildings, trampoline type things, building, yeah. yeah, buildings, buildings, uh, buildings to like bounce up higher. You could there were pickups in the map, and we were playing a King of the Hill version of the game. Yep, where it was one for uh, free for all, five people. Yep, uh, and then you had a, everybody had the ability you could create like cracker walls, like a four by or two by two cracker wall. You just that yeah. was a temporary. You know, you could destroy the shield, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, the there's a turret in that game. That's one of the pickups. O P as hell. I know it's early, but it's really tough to play. I think it's a chicken. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it it's a laser beam. Like it's way more accurate than any player is, and it kills faster than players. So it's, it's like a two hit, maybe three hit kill. It pretty much was like if you get the turret, you're good. And I don't know if he like. Knew he where the pickup was, if he knew where the pickup was, if they were set spawns, I didn't really try to pay attention to that because I'm just trying to have fun. Was he potentially a dev? No, no, he, just, he was in a group of three people because yeah. we it was the group of us two and then a group of three. But either unless he got extremely lucky or he just like played paid attention to where the pickups were or what it was, he just got the turret every time. So yeah. every new point would, we go to, turret just laser, 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 kill everybody else, and he just had like three times the amount of points as us. Yeah, mm. and so the laser thing was annoying. Because if you got a turret, and I got a couple, but not anywhere near as many as him, you could drop a turret, throw up some crackers, and then do the block thing, which you just get inside your pot and wear it on your head, and then just kind of run around. And it only la- it only lasts so long before that's broken and you can't do it again. Uh, but you could just do that and then just run around while your turret just obliterates people. Um, fun fact about the game, I don't remember if Nate mentioned it or not. You're donned in aprons, and that is it. Oh, so you're true. like hunky man. You're, just, you're a raw man. Yeah, no, exactly. It plays into it. Like you are. You're a and naked the announcer boy. is vulgar. Yeah, it's. Really I did cool. not realize that, but he would say like, "There's people on the fucking point," and I was right. like, "Oh, nice. All right." <laughs> not like it really matters to me, but sometimes it is. It adds to the comedic things of mm-hmm. that. Yeah, definitely really fun. I know it's early, but that's. I could see myself playing that. Speaking of uh, raw men. Uh, I made ramen, homemade ramen, <laughs> the other day. It was amazing. Was it delicious? It was. I successfully soft boiled eggs. Ooh, nice. That is a I, that is a tricky thing. I can't yeah. do it. You also can make ramen at home. I'm just you saying. Could. I mean, I am a hey. ramen at home usually. So, Ew, just put yourself in a pot, and you're already playing the game. Yeah, run around a little in a, stew. Run around in an apron. Hold on to a pot and just fling th- things at Sam. See how far it That's, is until uh, she wants to murder you. <laughs> It's a dangerous proposition. All right. Then uh, the next one I wrote down was Animal Crossing. Yeah. These are just the known quantities. We didn't play Animal Crossing. The lines were ungodly long and unrealistic to sit and wait to play a game that's going to come out in two weeks. Yeah. Literally, yeah. it's coming out next Friday. So I get it for some people. But there were also – not that it's necessarily wrong because it goes back to the emotion thing we were talking about downstairs. But there were people seeing the booth and just crying. Yep. I saw a Twitter video of that, like, before we went, like, one of the, maybe devs or something went or whatever, heard a different game, literally walked by the booth and just, like, instantly crying, and I'm like, I'm an Animal Crossing fanboy, I've been playing the whole time, and I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna cry at a booth. I mean, I get it, because, you know, it's the first one you're getting, and blah, 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 but I'm like, I don't, I don't know about if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna cry over that. Nope, I don't. But, hey. Everybody's got their own emotions. Uh, booth itself was rather impressive. It looked awesome. Uh, the picture you see there is only half of the size of that booth. Half side is, hey, look at this is Animal Crossing. The other half was the actual game. So like this was like all. But the even characters. then, this is still only half of that. This is oh, only yeah, half that's... of the. They had a whole like 
camp area set up. Yep. With a fake building, a little bridge, a, a pond or whatever. All they the had characters three characters. You know and love. Isabel, Tom Nook. I forget who is the third one. I don't remember. Do you have another picture? No, you don't. That's all right. I don't know the other character. I'm trying to think of who it was. I wouldn't know it might, if it I saw been it. Rosie. I don't think it was. Uh, it's not. It's not Katie Slider, right? Means nothing no. to me. So, um, but it was. They had all that, Good. and you could like walk through and get photo opportunities all taken, whatever. But it, I mean, it was a. It was a very large. It was. I, it was the massive. largest booth there. Yeah, Fuser would give it a run for its money, but it's. It was definitely up there. It was. Uh, yeah. Yep. With the backside, it's definitely the biggest. Yeah, one there. and the backside for the game, and then uh, you remember how they have the. Nintendo stage that they kind of had like Splatoon being played on in Smash and stuff like that. And the guy, the hype man that was there all the time, except that stage was normally faced out into the main aisle. So towards the end of the day, it would just be a complete crowd. Mm-hmm. This time they tucked that. If you were coming down the escalator, that stage was off to the right with the crowd going back past the escalator. So very, it was not in the way. Very, very smart move for that because it was packed the whole time and we didn't even have to notice it or like, no, it was there. Yeah. But it was still just slammed. Yeah. No Nintendo section was as it is. Everybody's going bananas over it, which is like, it's cool. And I love Nintendo, but I don't know. Most of the stuff there, I'm like, that's cool. I know about it. That's a whole lot of waiting and a whole lot of people all over me for me to get a little bit of value out of it. Yeah. Right. Notable mentions. Things we saw. Things I'm not going to dive any further into because this list is actually rather long that I wrote. Uh, Doom Eternal. It was there. People were playing it. And I just went and looked, and I looked over somebody's shoulder, and I was like, I can't wait. I want more. The Rippin and the Terran. Uh, Perfect World, which is uh, Magic the Gathering, it's like their Diablo. Couldn't be more Diablo-esque. We made jokes, and it's the same. Yeah, I made the jokes, and then the trailer started playing, and went, oh, no, that's Diablo. Yep. <laughs> but it still looked good. So. Yeah, it did look cool. I mean, I like Diablo, obviously, so. Uh, Moving Out was there again. Moving Out I've covered in years uh, years previous. Nintendo, more of their booth. Uh, Discord had their booth. Square Enix had Final Fantasy VII there. We already covered that in the previous week's episode. If they you're had listening to uh, this. the new expansion for... the. I think a new expansion for Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. The online MMO. I forget uh, the name of the expansion, but... Yeah, I think they were raiding there. I think the computers they had set up were doing a raid. Yeah, it looks so like... So they it, would like, yeah. put 10 people in to a session and be like... Which is They're a doing very it. cool set. I think that's really cool. We it, watched one happen. I was surprised they were able to... Uh, we pull 10 people off the street and just go, all right, mechanics and bosses, good luck, figure it out. No. Mm-hmm. Especially in their we, games. They're yeah. convoluted. And they're insane. There's so many things on the screen. Yeah. Uh, but the team we were watching, or the group, whatever, did manage to beat it and got the cutscene and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Alienware had their booth. Corsair had their booth. And I, once again, uh, tried to steal an Iron Claw. Didn't work. I say tried to steal. I walked over, put my hand on. I was like, this thing is so beautiful. And then just. He started did. yanking it. And it was like, give me this. It won't come <laughs> out of the display. I did. I did like the longing, like run my hand slowly down. And as I'm like walking away, like, I'll be back for you. Never went back. But uh, <laughs> it is. It is. I'm like, I have a Corsair Glaive. And I'm just wanting it to break. You want me to hit it? No. Two times. I don't want you to purposely break it. I just want it to die. So I have Sounds a reason like he to wants you to break it. Don't don't you but do it? But don't do it when he, you know, yeah. just yeah. We'll, yeah break we'll into my house, it. break into my house, and steal my mouse. We'll take care of it. Uh, and Devolver had their booth, and we'll get into that. We're not going to get into it. Okay. So go ahead and get into it. Okay. Um, I love Devolver. So like we got to, I watched and best it, press conferences at E3. 
Um, they had a very long line to get into play. Uh, Ender the Gungeon, you know, arcade. Little they had the arcade yeah. cabinet there. Oh, pretty sick. Um, it looks awesome, except or the for the Guncade. I think they call it. Gu- yeah, Guncade. Um, it looks really cool. It looks a lot, like a lot of fun. It's just a classic, you know, yeah. little cabinet shooter. But the bosses seemed very, very, very easy. But I don't know if that's just like that's where it is or what. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it was tuned down for the show versus like what if you actually went and played it on a cabinet. But the were... cabinets going to be disseminated throughout, or are they just kind of like a one off? Like that? I don't know if you can buy them anymore. They ran. I, I think, think it was a just run. Yeah, yeah, but are they are they available in arcades? I guess is the best. I think in some probably. But yeah, I don't know it, if your arcade bought it. Yeah, it was like four K, right? Four thousand. Yeah, four thousand. Um. Yeah, the boss thing they were playing. It was two players, but before a boss even started like their first phase cycle, they could half health it yeah. just by shooting. And I was like, I don't know if that's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and then first four figures. Oh, and they also had carrion and spin room disc room spin Wheel disc room real blades room of blades. Yeah, room of room of discs. I don't know. It was uh, something along those lines. Whole bunch of circular saws in rooms that you're just avoiding them, and it's more and more keep getting yeah. added. To Survive it. for an X mm-hmm. amount of time as they just keep spawning discs in that are bouncing around. Carrion looked really cool. Yeah, Carrion was there again. We've seen Carrion uh, over E3 years, yep. and I think they they were there last probably. Yeah, because I think it was last E two years two E three ago when that was announced. Um, and then first four figures. I don't have the picture on here, but for, it's actually the one that isn't loading for me. Is there a picture that's not loading for you either? I will yep. check. Uh, so their first four figures had some really badass-looking figures. They're, they were the uh, Aku Aku Mask, yep. the Metal Gear Solid Snake. That one was really good. Yeah, They're all really they, good. They were, they, these things were probably $200 each. They were like, yeah, very like the snake, snake was like this big, probably, mm-hmm. and they were super high detail, super well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on. There's, I took pictures of some of them. They're on the Twitter, the Gamers Two Twitter. If you go look at them, but they're they look amazing, pretty sweet. I did there, and there were there were smaller ones. Yep, that are probably but that that booth had a line that wrapped around the corner. Yeah, that was it. But it rightly so because everything they crafted was really really awesome. good. They had Sonic stuff. They had. Other, they had some that like moved and had lights in them. They were in the smaller ones. Like I think the Sonic one had a like, light. Thing yeah, there. it had the yeah, it had rings and stuff going around them. Yeah, it was pretty bonkers. Um, and then the other thing is uh, Seagate Gaming. We stopped by the Seagate booth, and I once again, as always, get talked to by the reps. Just every every booth we stop at, it happened. yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, it's a job. Yeah, I mean, it's literally doing their job. Uh, but they were in, discussing their new. You know how they have their barracudas? Yeah. Now they have firecudas mm-hmm. that are supposed to be even faster. They're coming out with new uh, M2 SSDs that are Gen 4 SS, uh, NVMe SSDs and stuff. Crazy write speeds, blah, blah, mm. blah. And the guy's like, you should just get one, man. And I was like, I just, I don't have, you know, I'm doing, I don't have a recent thing. But I'm like, but more and more I thought about it, I was like, I could put a one terabyte SS, M2 NVMe SSD and just have it as a game storage drive. Mm-hmm. And launch certain games off that, but it, I'm not buying one yet. But it was like I'm. It was a very cool setup. They had their uh, chair with the overarching monitor that drops down. You know that whole like reclining that thing exactly yes. that <laughs> way to find the Twitter feed. Proud of you. 
Proud um, of you. Yeah, so they had that uh, there, which those chairs are always crazy. I think it's like a $5,000 chair or something. And, and it was a cool booth. Cool time. It was cool to see some of the... They had a... What did you play Outer Worlds on? A f- probably a 49-inch ultra-wide, maybe bigger. Yeah, it was pretty big. It was really wide. It's it's too big. It's they had some, to look at everything. They had some really cool open cases. Mm-hmm. They had a... Uh, PC that somebody had to explain to me, and he also didn't answer he was the question the way I wanted. Not it, the but best he, rep. He, Nate was like, "Is this? I, you know, like I forget it, what specific you asked him. It, it looked like it had two processors in it. Okay, which isn't unheard of. I know a lot of PCs that do that. He sees but it. it looked like it was uh, two motherboards back to back with two processors on either side. So I was like, "Is this a double PC case? Is it running two processors? We get a rep." That comes over. And somebody's like, oh, you got any questions? Just let me know. And he asks him this question. And he's like, I don't know. All I know is it's a PlayStation 4 and a PC in one. And then that was it. And I was like, that, you're terrible. I was like, well, you answered my question because, yeah. yes, there are two <laughs> processors in yeah. there. But they had taken out a PS4 and put it in a PC case mm-hmm. to then have one case. What booth is that? Seagate. Seagate. I've, had seen, a, I've seen that done before. Like online, there's companies that do yeah, that. But they had a PS4 and a PC running in the same box. And I was just like, oh, okay, that is cool. Hmm. But yeah, the guy was just like, I have no idea. I know there is a PS4 in it though, and I was like, okay, yeah, that that means that answers my question. But whatever, dude. If you have any questions, ask me. I don't. I, don't none of those. Me. My favorite is always when those people do that, and I ask them the question. They go, well, actually, I don't know, and I'm like, thank you. Oh, you're so helpful. Not like I'm asking you that hard of a question. Uh, so let's get into the unknown quantities, meaning things. This is the first time I think we saw them. Mm-hmm. Some information about them. Some nice little pictures of screenshots I pulled in. Publishers, devs, what system I know it's coming to, which a hint, a lot of these are PC because I couldn't find any other information. I also didn't look that hard. So I'm sorry. I'm inaccurate. Uh, let's talk with Legend of Keepers. This is from the same people that were doing the game where we hung out with a streamer. Uh, it is published by Goblins Studio, and Dev is also Goblin Studio. Uh, we saw it on PC. I've played it on PC. It is currently, for a release date, a free early access. I'm going to talk this entire time, Dewey, so don't worry about it. Um, I don't mind. I know I'm literally going to read all of these. Yeah, all right. Because I'm a psychopath. Free early access prologue is on Steam, and then there's more later. You can currently buy a uh, supporters edition on Steam. A little description about the game. Legend of Keepers Prologue is a free, playable alpha demo of Legend of Keepers. This is straight from the Steam page. So, It's a tactical dungeon management game where you play as the bad guys. You're the boss of the dungeon's defending department and need to protect the company's treasures against pesky heroes. This version of the game contains around one to two hours of gameplay and introduces Legend of Keepers mechanics, lore building, and game strategy for the full game release. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So, yeah, you play, I think they're, I think it depended on the dungeon. Yeah. But you were the bad guy. You were the big boss bad guy and you hired, uh... Minions? Yeah, yeah, minions that all had their own abilities and stuff like that. And it showed you, uh, you kind of went through a dungeon. It would show you the first screen where maybe you played, you placed your your minions, or maybe you placed a trap there. Maybe you, there was one room where you could cast like a, one of the spells that you had. So you boost like your morale or lower theirs or lower their like spells. Because yeah. you could either eliminate enemies by healthing them to zero. Or reducing their morale to zero, mm-hmm. and then you could kind of you would want to build your that based on what you were doing before. So you want to if you were going for morale, you'd probably put a lot of morale things in to remove theirs. Um, but you went you went through and like placed it all in the dungeon, and it showed you like what where it would be all placed, and then it went through and placed it. So you see it so all kind of, kind of yeah, and then you go through and you do it, but you choose each of your. Minions has two abilities, so then you choose which ones you want to do. Some only can attack. You're you're usually facing three heroes, so some might only be able to attack the front hero. Some might only be able to attack the back hero. Some might attack all three heroes, depending on what the attacks were and stuff like that. Some one of the heroes or one of the minions I had was to he had like a passive that all enemies or all other minions behind him took twenty five percent less damage. So you wanted to put him in the front slot, and then you know stuff like that. Uh, the guy playing it before me. Had got got all the way to the boss room and had to use his like super minion or whatever you are. I don't know, your boss, you're your the boss. boss. Yeah, so had to use the boss to defeat the heroes. When I played it, I didn't get to the boss room. Yeah, we made it I, three rooms, I think. Yeah, I killed the heroes in three rooms. <laughs> but it was it was a fun time. It was a good. It was cool. It was yeah. It, I don't know. It definitely seemed really cool and seemed like interesting to do. And after you beat a dungeon, after you clear the level, your troops would be wounded, and you'd have to like either sub them out for other ones because you can't just keep playing the same ones, or they'll like lose morale and lose health and stuff. So you had mm-hmm. to like manage all that. On the back end of in between levels, which seemed cool, and for a two-hour free demo on Steam, I've played it since I've been home just to give it a test. Played through the two hours, I was like, nice. "Yeah, it's more of the same. Pretty cool." Can I get that? No. Uh, do we read the next one? I lied, by the way. All right. Um, <laughs> fucking I, psych. I I was gonna say it, and then I realized I'm gonna die. So okay. Uh, and the next one, you also. Had a comment on anyway trick shot. So I do have a comment on this because they're liars. Trick shot. Uh, it combines the fast movement uh, and uh, visually mesmerizing acrobatic tricks of Tony Hawk Pro Skater and Jet Set Radio, and then fusing it with adrenaline-filled aerial uh, verticality of 
and run and gun fighting, weapons, pickups in a skate park area uh, or arena <clears throat> in a futuristic survival game show. And they had at the booth where it said this is the first like first person shooter or shooter game with like skating mechanics, which I don't I think it's called Tribes Ascend or Ascension or something. It's a high res game that had like rollerblading while like shooting. Yeah, was, I think I remember what you're talking so about. So they were like, this is the first, like, skating shooting. And I was like, no, it's not. But that's cool. It seemed cool. It's literally Tony Hawk where you do moves. Mm-hmm. You're doing, like, combos and stuff and getting points while shooting at people. It seems cool, but a, it's a weird fusion. I don't yeah. know that. It looked cool, but I don't know that it's something I would play because it's a lot to do at once, I think. Yeah, that's a interesting mesh of genres there. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on to the next one, then. Unrailed. Uh, the joke was this was slightly the year of trains. There were a lot of train things there. I missed there a good year, apparently. Out, I think there was Train Simulator was also there, because Bus Simulator and a lot of the other simulator games yeah. were there. So, I mean, you know, train year, man. Oh, yeah, trial by trolley, train game. All trains, all the time. All trains, yeah. So, Unrailed, smart man. Uh, <laughs> at any point, Dewey, if you want this chair, we can... I don't mind. I'm trying to arrange it. It's better I'm standing because I'll pass out if I sit down. That's fair. Dude, my feet are killing me. Yeah, I feel you. I'm about to put on some slippers just to ease the the pain a little. Uh, Anyway, Unrailed, publisher, Datalic Entertainment, developer, indoor, astronaut, system, PC, release date, early access, also out now. Unrailed is a co-op multiplayer game where you have to work together with your friends to build a train track across endless procedurally generated worlds. Master random encounters with its inhabitants, upgrade your train, and keep it from derailing. That being said, uh, Dewey and I did play this game. We did not see any problems with inhabitants. We also did not get to upgrade the train. But we totally also didn't fail the first time we played. Not at all. No, why would we do that? We succeeded to 100%. Yeah, we never never failed the first time. Zero deaths. It actually tripped me up with how easy it is and i was mad because i didn't get it that it was easy so you pick up an item say all right i got an axe i gotta go mine some stuff i go up and then i go there's your first problem you're using an axe to mine these guys today these kids pickaxe is that better <laughs> Just um <laughs> so anyway i take it and i go up to where i'm supposed to mine and i'm like I press a button, and I'm like, that doesn't work. Press another one. And I drop, end up dropping it, pick it back up, drop it. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And I and I just didn't – I was just like, I don't know which button I'm supposed to hit. Mm-hmm. Did and the I, exact same thing as us. So this is it. And the first time, we're like, the train's going, and none of us are really getting it. four of us, I think. Yeah. And the other two people, also, we all have no idea what we're doing. Yep, we're all trying to figure it out. There's and no, then, like, I instruction think, sheet. <laughs> I think the very last part of the first attempt, where the train's right about to crash – then I get it. I pick it up and I stop moving and it starts auto mining. And I'm like, I don't have to press a button. Didn't get that. So yeah. the that, Minecraft in us was too strong. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, so you just pick up, you'd be able to pick up a whatever tool. There was a bucket to, cause sometimes the train would light on fire. So you had to take a bucket to douse that. Uh, but all it is, this train is just slowly, continuously moving and you have to go from station one to station two. So you had to mine iron and chop down trees put them in in the train are the things to build so that's yeah, where you would smelt, smelt your iron and that's where you would put your wood to get your railway built then you would pick up a piece of the track off the train and have to run in front of it and set it down mm-hmm. so the train steer it yeah it automatically you put in everything and it'll automatically like start building that stuff for you and you keep moving along in the processes and then pick up the tracks and then move it mm-hmm. and then you just yeah you just kept laying track down in front of interesting. it interesting 
and then guided that into the next station and that it's, beat the level. So it's like a resource gathering game kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. It's very all on that no on a map no bigger or smaller than that picture that's yeah. there that's kind of blurry. Pretty um, pretty quick pace, pretty fun. It was Yeah, it had had the overcooked vibes but simpler. There was yeah. not the not the panic that could set in with that. And uh with with this one with you at one point we had to go over the it was when we failed the first time. We had to go over a river. And we could not figure out how to put track on the river. Like I don't understand. We I don't understand. Finally, like the one of the developers or somebody. I believe by the developers like, or someone else. You gotta put wood. It. Just put regular wood and the water. Don't put. Uh, try to put a track on the water. You gotta put wood down first to create the bridge, and then put the track on top of that. And we're like, oh, that makes sense. And then as we all figure that out, the train was on the bridge across, and there was no other wood to get across, and all the tools were on the other side of the Just train. why we failed the first time. Me and maybe <laughs> Nate or one other person went across, and then we're like, I can't cross back because the train's on the spot. And all the tools were on the other side. And I think I think I was the only one still on the other side. Yeah. And I was busy trying to put out fires on the train, but also couldn't get... There was no way to, like, throw the tools to them. So I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, we just kind of <laughs> was wiped then. And then the next time we got it, but... That's yeah. kind of... Interesting. I mean, the concept's cool, but like the execution seems a little rough. I think I only think the execution was rough in the sense of us not having a like a lot of the demos have like a controller on a card that says like this or what the buttons are. Yeah. Or and there wasn't even that, so we were literally going in the blindest we went into any demo. We I think. picked it up literally right there. Saw two people next to us. You guys want to play? You want to play? Yep. Got in. Started right away and we're just like, let's figure this out. Yeah, no dev no. nearby, no nothing. Yep. We just tried And it then, out. you know, paid for it by dying the first time. Mm. But co-op, you're all working for on the same train. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think there was, when I was looking at stuff on Steam, it looked like there might have been a versus mode where you could play two people and two people. And that you see two trains just kind of going cool. and you had to get there. And I was like, that could be interesting. That would be fun. That's a, that's a can crushing on head game. Sounds good. Potentially. Potentially. Uh, the next one is Curse of the Dead Gods. Publisher is Focus Home Interactive, developer Past Tech Games. I believe Dewey played it on the PC. Uh, currently in early access, but also is on Steam. You seek untold riches, eternal life, divine powers. It leads to this accursed temple, a seemingly infinite labyrinth of bottomless pits, deadly traps, and monsters. Um, it's a pretty cool roguelike game. It's... You get, you know, a little bit of that dungeon to dungeon aspect of it going through different rooms and you, the map's laid out. You want treasure, you want a weapon, do you want combat or do you want like a, like a mystery thing? And you pick which path you go and then that path leads you, it branches off. Now, which one do you want to go into? But their kind of thing with it was if you get hit, the more you get hit or like if you uh, go into like, oh, there's a weapon shrine here, you could pay with blood instead of gold. And it would increase your... I forget what the meter was. I don't know if you recall. I don't remember what the name of it was. There was a meter that the more times you got hit or the more like blood you sacrificed or whatever, it would increase your your difficulty. And every time you hit like one, two like different levels, it would add like a modifier to your run. Mm-hmm. That's and, interesting. Yeah. So it's like you can pay with blood, but it's going to get harder. Yep. Um, or you could get... If you had the gold, you could get your upgrades that way, mm-hmm. which wouldn't give you the negative modifiers. Hmm. Um, definitely seemed cool and something that I would play personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. Did it have a 
Any kind of like release time frame or anything? I uh, the only thing I had was on Steam early access. Okay. Uh, yeah, it definitely did seem like a game that was up Dewey's alley. It was funny to watch him swap weapons and be trying to figure out what certain weapons did and things. Mm-hmm. That was, and I didn't do well. Also, also, be, also, I think it's what killed you. <laughs> yeah, I, because I didn't want to just okay, this weapon and this tactic is good. I wanted to try other stuff. So like, I had yeah. like. One, I ended up getting like a really cool combo where I could just teleport in with these claws and then back out with a sword attack. So I'd go in like hit with three claws and then back away from the enemy with a sword swing. But then I was like, oh, there's a flaming sword over here. I want to pick that up and try that and do other things, which ended up being like slower and worse weapons. But I just kept swapping them. And then I got absolutely railed by some of the monsters in there because they got, there's some pretty spooky creatures. And there were some rooms where they were just dropping tons of them. Oh, yeah. I lost in a boss, right? The second yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, okay. he died, yeah he died to a boss. I at least made it to the boss. Uh, next one is Kerr. Yeah, because I think it one-shot you. Or it, like, two-shot you. It, yeah, it was it was powerful. Uh, the next one is Kerr, which stands... It's K-U-R, which stands for Kill, Upgrade, Repeat. Uh, the publisher is the Quantum Astrophysicist Guild, which we'll hear more from them later. I do love that name. That's probably it is really cool. Names. Uh, the dev is really ragged out on PC coming out sometime in Q4 2020. Boot flesh wearing robots across the screen and cling to your sanity as you bail out the corporation and subdue the ridiculous AI. Incur a retro inspired FPS. I also played this game and I. You're going to find a real big theme is Dewey played a lot of games for me. Um, <laughs> this game was cool, I but. Mean, it's a good, it's a symbiotic relationship it is yeah it's easy for him to watch and i make fun of me while i suck i am basically venom i was we are venom i (laughs) (laughs) all right we are venom uh (laughs) i didn't do well on this only because uh i don't think it was your fault honestly i played spicy because i was like i'm gonna play spike there's a spicy difficulty of course i'm gonna play that and the the mapping was really difficult for me because it's mapped on the buttons that it tells you to do is mouse Work, keyboard yeah. and I had a controller. So it says left mouse button to do this. And I'm like, okay, figure this out, figure this out. So there's like one part where it told me to kick and it was right mouse, right mouse button, I believe. And it's me pressing every single button to figure yeah. out what it was. It, it was, was, it was throwing me. It was funny only for the sense of you would watch him get to the wall and he'd be like, all right, now kick. And you just see the guy just one jump. Or like something like that, yeah. A little crouch action, fire a gun, crouch something, and I'm like, oh, it's had a right smile. That does not translate at all. Yeah, I have no idea what button he needs to press. <laughs> but he figured it all out, and then yeah. he got to the point where he was fighting the enemies, and I didn't realize you were on spicy. Yeah, I would pick the hardest. You were getting tagged. <laughs> yeah, and it, the enemies were kind of tough because there was like some. Honestly, the lowest form of the enemies were the ones that were bodying me. It was a little rolling, like, centipede thing. Yeah, it would just moved. roll at me and slap me. So, like, there was no real defense. Like, I couldn't, <laughs> They moved super quick. I couldn't sidestep them. And, like, I think they're meant to do, like, just be little ankle biters. But on Spicy, they were killing me. It's pretty funny. But it was cool. It was very Doom-esque. Like, yeah, I love, re- I love how you know, your retro. approach, though, is to, is to roll up to a game that you literally have no idea what it is and be like, Highest difficulty, please. Well, I mean, she, it said spicy, and then like the dev was just like, I mean, there's a spicy mode. You probably don't want to play in that. I'm like, spicy, gotta my, do it. My favorite part, not even the dev for that game. This is one of those booths where it's like a five or six game run, mm-hmm. and they're all devs of different games or whatever. And I was talking to her while he was playing, and she was a fan of a game called Sail Away, 
where you are just in a boat, very casual, like peaceful thing. And she's like, I, that's probably my favorite game. She's like, I don't think this is a bad game. I think this is a good game, but I play games to like just kind of de-stress and chill. And that game makes me stressed. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yep, that I would make me stressed too. Uh, the next one is it came from space and ate our brains. I think you remember that. I've called that out in our new release list. Uh, the publisher is all in games. The developer is Triangle Studios out on PC and I think other things. Uh, release date, it is out now. It came from space and ate our brains. Is a unique arcade top-down shooter looking for... Are you okay? Are you looking for addicting gameplay, four-player co-op mode, and tons of aliens to send into oblivion? Well, you've come to the right place. The good news is, before Dewey starts talking about it, you bet I'm doing it, Dewey. Oh, yeah. Oh, you bet I'm doing it. I was going to mention. I am 100% wearing their socks. They gave us socks. And, you know, sometimes companies be like, oh, we got got these little uh, We got these little business cards. We got these pins. Yeah. I'm wearing socks. Socks. That's the way to do it. You know, we're talking to them. We're like, that's a Socks, that's a, that's a really cool move so, right there. That's really like, bold. What are you doing? He's like, everybody needs socks. Everybody likes socks. Genius. Genius. <laughs> I'm like, you're not wrong. And I purposely wore them today because we're recording a podcast. They look so. cool. Uh, the game, it was fucking, it was sweet. It, it was, was actually a pretty chill game. Uh, we played this two player co op in this top down shoot. We was, crushed it too. It was nice because if one of you died, the other one just had to survive for 20 seconds. I believe so. And then you just respawned. Mm-hmm. But you were upgrading all... There were six different types of guns, five or six different types of guns. Six, yeah. And you were getting money, and then you could just spend that money to upgrade those guns. I upgraded the SMG to the point where it was a Gatling gun. So I wish I, just I did that. Never held down the trigger. Never stopped holding down the trigger and just kept walking around, just dealing the, damage. The typical pistol, shotgun, SMG, uh, rocket laser. Launcher. There's a rocket launcher, laser rifle. Laser rifle, yep. One other thing, I think. But I was trying different weapons, as I like to do, just kind of see what each of them do, did. And I don't know. Did you just go SMG right off the bat and like just upgrade it? I went SMG. I stopped off at laser rifle because yeah. I got it to the point where it was just a beam yeah. that never stopped existing. So I used that for a little bit, and then I was like, this isn't that good. The SMG is way better. And then I switched back to the SMG, then just got enough money and went full Gatling Gun. Gatling Gun was the final upgrade for it, and I was like, I'm just going to use this. I was like rocket launcher, a little bit of SMG, upgrade it once, and shotgun, and then laser. And then like when I kept dying and I saw Nate using the Gatling Gun, I'm like, why didn't I do that? And I wasted all my money. <laughs> so in the beginning, it was I, I was doing a little bit better, and I was like carrying us for a second there, and then... Midpoint, it switched hard, and it was all Nate because <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't catch up. But yeah. we did really well together. I feel like we got like a really like we got we pretty, we beat we the beat game. it, yeah. What there was like with whatever we beat the level or whatever, like it actually said you're done. There's like, we waves. Beat all the waves, yeah, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, you put there on- are there's like health, there's like pickups, so you can pick up a health pack and use that, or you can pick up something that allows you to have a shield. There were some other things you could pick up too. A the turret, the best turret. Um, grenades, there, they mines. Just, yeah, mines, money, money were pickups too. There were just random little orbs around the map. You could just pick those up and use them, and those would help a ton, especially the shield, because there would be times, oh, you're getting surrounded in a corner, you need to dash through and not take five hits of damage, so you just shield up and then just walk by. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I'm, I'm one of the fun one. one of the more fun ones. Yeah. Yeah. One of the ones that I was like, yep, I would, I could 100% definitely see me playing this no matter what. Uh, the next one comes to Beach Buggy Racing 2. The publisher and developer are Vector Unit. This system, or this should be out on systems Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. It is currently early access on Steam. 
Drive into action-packed off-road kart racing mayhem. Race against a field of rival drivers with unique personalities and special abilities. Explore Egyptian pyramids, dragon-infested castles, pirate shipwrecks, and experimental alien biolabs. And I beat Dewey. Well, uh, this there's an asterisk on this. It is. Oh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I have to defend myself on this one. The other games, I'll say I'm bad at. Well, if you didn't defend yourself, I'd be disappointed. I there. This game is pretty much just like merging, like Crash. I think it's Crash, probably the CTR closest. and Mario Kart, you yeah, just or like together. Sonic All Stars too. Yeah, it looks like Crash. So it's it's yes. Crash, and then a lot. There of is the- a mask that is like real close to oh, copyright problems. It is <laughs> extremely fringe right there, and then some of the power ups were. Pretty much just Mario Kart power ups, whatever. But I mean, it's a racing thing. Yeah. There's going to be things. Yeah, what different. kart racer doesn't have them? Yeah. Um, my, uh, the problem I, I didn't hear the dev say this. You can only use your ultimate once per race, and I used mine early because I didn't know that. And each driver has their own ultimate. Mm-hmm. So he blew his driver's ultimate in the first, first thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Yep. Tough. Which I don't I remember what yours was. Mine was would have been perfect for what I needed it for, but I didn't know that I only got it once. <laughs> I was a skeleton person, and I had the ghost ride ability to just ghost all racers, any type of damage, anything Which coming is at me. Basically, like star mode, I guess, if for Mario Kart. Yeah, essentially, but with no, I could have ghosted through like map parts too, like anything. Yeah, no, no just, collision. I was, you know, just a ghost <laughs> driver. Amazing, cool. Used it in, when I was in first place because I didn't know what it did and then just blew it. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't win the race. I just beat Dewey. He did beat me. I think I finished. I finished second by like two seconds. After about fifteen to twenty seconds, I pulled into first place. Was in first place literally until like the very last leg of the race, and I got hit with this power up or you know power down. I guess. Yeah, because there were some that you could affect like one person. Sometimes it looked like they might have been skill shots because they weren't landing. Mm-hmm. So it would be like green shells or whatever. You're, like you have to hope you actually hit them. And then other ones were similar to like the lightning bolt where you just hit it. Because I used one on these guys early on where it gave them all giant bouncy tires. So they just kept bouncing while still trying to have to try to drive on the course. That's pretty funny to watch while I was fine. You hit me at a perfect time where I didn't know that it was that because I went off a jump when he hit me with bouncy tires. And then I just bounced straight up and hit a bridge. And I was like, (laughs) is that supposed to happen? Or is that like, did I do that? Like, I really wasn't sure. And then like when I jumped down and then went back up, I was like, bouncy tires. All right. And I looked around and everybody was doing it. And I was like, okay. I thought I broke it or like something. (laughs) I hit a bad spot. We were playing with four other people, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I was killing it until the very like last leg, and then I got hit with. I don't know if it was like specifically for me, if it was like an area. There was a debuff which just moved your directions, but literally no matter which direction I moved, it just one eighty'd me and drove me backwards. And I was like, that's cool for like fifteen <laughs> seconds, and I went from first to like sixth place. And I was like, okay, I couldn't. I like tried to reverse. I tried to like turn other ways. It was just like you're just driving straight backwards. Yep, <laughs> he was he was dominating the entire time, and I was I was in. When he went into first in the beginning, I was in eighth or whatever it was, sixth. I was in last, and I was just like, oh, this is not going to be good for me. <laughs> and so I let it be a car racer to somehow flip me all the way up into second after everything. And nice. I got bought. I was, I was tilted. I'm going to be honest. I was <laughs> pretty mad only because I blew my ultimate, and I was like, I didn't know I only got it once. Oh, I was. Speaking of tilted, the next game is Orb Rivals. From publisher Orion Arc Games and developers, the same name. Uh, system on PC should be out in Q, yeah, Q3 2020. It is a sci-fi football and jet-powered hockey collide in the intergalactic sport of Orb. 
I this might be my favorite game that we played, honestly. It's, really? Because I I heard that and I was like, oh, this is fucking no, weird. No, it's it uh, Rocket League, but with robots, little robot mech suits. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like where I I don't know. That's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I mean, you'd be you'd be pretty close and yeah, correctly saying that. Yeah, uh, we got to play three on three. It's still pre-alpha, right? Or yes. Um, you are in a mech suit. Um, three on three. You you start on one side. I think we joined when it was one o oh, them, and we joined in because there was just devs playing. Because yeah, so we get in and we're like, all right, let's do this. We take over for two devs that were playing, and it was us and then one other person on our team. And we started with the ball, and it's funny we made it halfway up the field, and the devs were like, yo, you got to go grab the ball. It's back in your goal. And we're like, oh man. So we like made it halfway up, and we're like, where's the? Oh, it's back. okay. Yeah, they um, like it spawned. At your guys' goal, where I was like, ah. <laughs> but we just went in, like, not really much direction, just kind of jumped in because it was yeah. in the middle. Because we were shooting at, like, Rocket League, where it would just drop in the middle and we yeah. hit the whole ass. Yeah. But um, we got to play it. You would, uh, I think it was, like, shift or whatever, and you would just boost and kind of just, like, hover forward faster. Or if you jumped, you could kind of boost jump and mm-hmm. kind of play around with shifting around and boosting. Um, There's a lot of that movement. There were some pads on the floor. One seemed to, like, stop you. Other one seemed to boost you. A third one that I don't remember what that did, but I was not briefed on what those pads did, so I found out the hard way sometimes. Where I was like, "Perfect into that pad," and I just came to a, a complete stop, and I was like, I "Yeah, there was some some learning curve to it." Mm-hmm. But it, we came in, and it was one zero the other team, so we're down, and we're like, "All right, whatever." And it's like we played for I don't know maybe four minutes, and it was last how many seconds Ten. were left? Ten seconds, eleven seconds, and we ended up just scoring to tie it. Like I got the I got it, and we were like pretty dominant with keeping the ball in their like in their zone for the longest time. I had no idea how we were supposed to score. Um, you take the <laughs> ball and you boost up on top of their little goal. It's like a little square. It's like a yeah, like a basketball hoop kind of. Mm-hmm. But you you just you have, have to, to go up there with it. Yes, you jump up and you hover over it, and it, your character slams it down in there. But you okay. can't throw it through. Which I was just in the back while Dewey and the other random guy were up there like fighting for it. I'm at the back of like the three point line, like yeah, get the ball and I'm taking sh- I'm taking pot shots. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna I'm like I'm gonna drop this thing right in there, perfect. And I watched it like bounce off a couple times. I was like, what the fuck does this not work? Yeah. And then I see Dewey score and I go, oh, we have to be on top. Oh. And then our problem came when we were in the sudden death overtime, which is we had a good strategy, but just our execution of our. <laughs> Our teammate might not have been the best, unfortunately. Or, or me. Well, Nate played D, was just covering us. We were in their zone for, it had to be I five think, to ten minutes. I think the yeah, I think our overtime was probably five minutes and 30 seconds. And for five minutes of that, we were in their zone. Yep. And I, it was me playing three on one, the, all three of them. <laughs> and I'm like, pass it to the teammate. And then he does nothing with it or drops it or they take it right away. And I'm like, pass it, pass it. And I'm it like, Nate's just playing D just in case they get yeah, it back. Yeah, I just don't want them to turn it because with those boost things, you could just be gone. Yeah, you hit the boost and then you're just, you kind of just go. You can just very easily run away with it. But so it's just me fighting all these three trying to get the ball. And I keep getting, I try to pass to our teammate. And I'm like, yeah, you go do it, whatever. Or have him pass to me and he just didn't do that. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, just score it. I've given it to you a hundred <laughs> times. And then it got to the point where I was like, all right, Nate, at the three-point line, shoot it back to you. Gave it to him, and he takes, like, the shot, perfect shot, drops on the top, and then drops down because he didn't, he wasn't really. I still didn't yeah. figure it out. <laughs> and then, then I was just like, I wanted so badly, like, one of them to just go stand up there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll just throw it to you, and you just stand there and catch it. And 
Yeah. So but you just gave it was just me was so hard. me fighting them the whole time and then our teammate just being like And then at one point it flew past it was just a loose ball that went past me and I thought I clicked on it. There's a lot of like drifting sometimes where I'm like, Yep, clicked on it. No I didn't and then I just kept kinda of going. Mm-hmm. And they all just sprint countered and they were gone and immediately scored and that was the last yeah. like, thirty seconds of the game and I was just like It's a tough well, loss. Fuck. <laughs> the, I spent five minutes dominating you guys and we couldn't figure it out. The only uh like critique I could have of it is the shoot and pass button is the same as like the steal. So pretty much what would happen to me a lot, and it's kind of why we we're in their zone forever because I kept doing this. I would steal it from them and then shoot it at the wall right away because I just got it and then just shot it away. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't, I feel like those shouldn't be the same button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was very simple controls, but at the same time still slightly complicated. Yeah, but least for the movement. I had a blast doing it. It was a lot of fun. It was like the five minutes we were there, I was like, oh, let's go, and I was like super into it. And then I was like, he just scored. he kept wanting to go back. Uh, this one here. Is actually the pin from it. Pretty cool. Yeah. I enjoyed it. The next one, uh, we didn't actually play, but uh, I figured we should put this in here, is Election Year Knockout from publisher and developer Exceptional Games. Uh, comes for Android, iPhone, and iPad. Uh, when debate failed to mend our partisan divide, the nation turned to boxing to solve all of our problems. Can you survive the political gauntlet and ascend to the presidency? It is Mike Tyson's punch out with presidential candidates. Yeah. With the, you know, final boss being Big Daddy Trump. I don't know that it was, but. Probably. He, they he's, showed him in. He's the one, like, in the whole image of. Yeah. He's the bigger one with all the other. I imagine around. he would be the. We didn't. We watched a little bit of it. There was. And I, I was just like, I love this. It, it was yeah. just. It looked really funny. Uh, next one is Nico. Nico, I hope, not Neko. Nico Ghost Jump. Publisher, I'm unsure. Dev is Bloom Digital Media coming for PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. The demo is on Steam right now. And Nico Goes Jump is a 2D slash 3D puzzle platformer. Take control of, excuse me, Nico Man through seven biomes and save your friends from the ghost dog pirates and other hostels. This one was a, it was a platformer that allowed you to, you would be going 2D mm-hmm. and then similar, like, other games you play, Fez is kind of doing this and some, but you're on this 2D plane, and then you could switch into the 3D to actually be able to solve some of the puzzles. Then you could switch back to the 2D, so that was how you navigated the yeah the plane that you were on. So it, was, it looked pretty cool. I mean, it's, we did that was it. That's it's a platformer, right. yeah. It looked pretty cute. It was you know a 2D yeah. 3D swap looked like Nico it was Man is a seamless. cat apparently. Yeah, Nico means cat so, in Japanese. Yeah. Well, sure. I don't, do you think, what weeb do you think I am? I, that's a common one. I don't know. I thought everybody knew that. Matt, you knew that. Yeah, dude. Come on, man. Get on this level. But, yeah, it was... I don't know. Look neat. <laughs> I don't want to, actually. Look, look neat. Pretty, you know, pretty traditional platformer. Yeah. And when it doesn't look bad, I can't really complain. Yeah. Uh, go ahead for the next one, dude. All right, uh, Misfits. Uh, the publisher is 3BD Games LLC, and the developer is Pow Wow Entertainment uh, Ltd. Purple Lamp Studios. Ltd. stands for limited. Yeah, I listen. It was it cut off a little bit, so I'm that's like, fair. Yeah, I don't know how it looks on your phone. Um, the D isn't really there, and I had to figure it out halfway through. Hey, uh, <laughs> Matt, I bought one for it. No, yeah. Uh, Misfits is a uh, riotous multiplayer action-driven sandbox for warriors, builders, and creators alike. Head roll, body swap, and wield absurd pickups through modes like playhouse, deathmatch, and kick brawl. 
or build and edit games your way with your rules. <clears throat> just watch out for exploding chickens. Uh, we played just a death match, right? Yeah, was, I think it was. I think one was a death match. The other one was a free for all. All right, we play those like three maps or something. Yeah, it you pretty much just are a little head yeah. creature, and you roll onto you'll like roll around the the map and see oh there's a suit or a body I want to get into, and you'll throw yourself out there. You have like a basic attack as a head, but you ideally don't want to be just no, in that because your stage. basic attack is to throw yourself as fast as you like a yeah, turbo not, sprint, mm-hmm. which means you can just fly off the map and kill yourself. That's yeah, yeah that uh, it's yeah, you just you know you get different bodies, get different weapons, different pickups and stuff. There's, yeah, different bodies had different uh, attack specials. I think there was a bear one that was like a windmill like, with their yeah. fists. and there was another one that was like a mech style thing. There was one that was a car. I think that's the one that's in the pictures. There's a turret one on one of the maps we did, which was amazingly good. I was killing people with the turret, and then people were like, I'm just going to not go over there. And I'm like, oh, well, I can't move, so, okay. <laughs> there was, I was the, like, not the mech one, but, like, the like the actual body. It yeah, It wasn't okay. the teddy bear, it was, like, the mech type thing. And I picked up a toothbrush, I think. Yeah. There and was just kept whacking people off the map. They had some range. I was just doing this the entire time, just obliterating people i managed to finish second but i could not figure out how the guy in first dominated i did not finish in first <laughs> uh i didn't do well and it was uh the second map i did better on the first yeah, map, the first map i was terrible i it was on a spaceship it was on a pirate ship in space and i just kept launching myself off on accident and then like i actually spawned underneath and was stuck in the ship and that was very annoying. It was of- almost alpha build problems because there was a moment where I spawned in. And I spawned in where you should have spawned in the the arena be in front of you. Because sometimes you would spawn like high and have to jump down into it. Mm-hmm. And I spawned and immediately was shot backwards while I was sprinting. And I was like, I, I haven't hit a key yet. Yeah, the ship- and the next thing I see is my character is like... The ship also, at one point, when I spawned underneath it, it tilted because of the way it was going. So I think that was to kind of like try to, you know, alter the battlefield. But when it, it just must have tipped right as I was spawning. So that's why I spawned like on the undercarriage of it. And I was like, how do I get out of here? And the only answer was to throw myself into space and die and then respawn again. <laughs> oh, nice. So no. it was what? So it's like alpha, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting game, but it, I think it still needs a lot of work. I would agree with that. Fun. Uh, the next thing is Parsec, and Parsec is uh, developed by Parsec. It's a blah, 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 Parsec. It's not actually a game, more it is a tech. Uh, Parsec is less a game and more technology, as I just said. Literally, I should read my own fucking writing. This tech allows you to play games with anyone in the world as if they were sitting on your couch with you. It's available on PC, Android, Mac, Linux, and a Raspberry Pi. You can host a game off your PC and then have others play with you basically bringing couch co-op online. So any games that were couch co-op, if you were hosting them off your PC, you could mm-hmm. play online it was just an interesting little piece of tech i was like oh all right that's nice. pretty cool allows it to work so it's like oh yeah i want to play overcooked here but you don't own it what if you were sitting on my couch remotely type thing now let's move on to the game that gave dewey anxiety it stressed me out beyond belief but in a good way no time to relax from one of my other favorite developer names porcelain fortress hilarious for pc uh that release date of 2018 is not right so ignore that, because apparently I forgot to write down the actual thing. No Time to Relax is a life simulation game where up to four players online or locally compete against each other in the ultimate game of life. So you had to manage 
uh, money. You had to go like do work, but you only your time. There was a timer ticking down every time it became your turn. You were just ticking down a timer like a day. Mm-hmm. So you had to go do work. You had to be able to still feed yourself. So a lot of the guys were going and getting their the game's version of like KFC to get yeah. food. Because if you wanted to go get groceries for healthier food, you had to make sure you owned a fridge first. And in order to own a fridge, you had to make sure you had an electricity bill. And then you had to make sure you were still in an apartment. But if you were in an apartment, you could have potentially have it get broken into and stolen. Yeah, do your laundry. All, all this. Yeah. yeah, you had to it's do like laundry. It's the game of life, but sad. Like, yeah, like what if we made the game of, sad? What if we game, what, made the game of life realistic? <laughs> it, it was very like, oh man, all these things that you hate doing and like don't want to do and like really drains your time and day. And it was just like you just do that, but you gotta you gotta do it because your life's going so fast. And I was like, okay, there was something about we, when she was telling me, I think there was something about like a zombie horde could attack. Yeah, so that was the way of making people get robbed. It was like that you would like make a zombie horde attack, like your neighbors. You're, I would send them to your neighborhood, and it would just be like a crime wave happening in your area. So you'd lose all your stuff in your house. Yeah, would, and unless you got to the really expensive apartments, which had security, and blah, 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 blah. You were losing all your stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't need a game to, to make my life shitty. But that's where I got that magnet from. Free magnet. Free magnet, man. Got something out of it. No, I'm, I'm not complaining. It was, it, it was a pretty cool game. I think it's the same people that made Ultimate Chicken Horse. Because that was an advertisement that was running it inside was in their game. The game yeah, like so. one of the one of the tiles on the board looked like it was a billboard type thing, and it was cycling through games, and that was one of the ones. Uh, the next one is hashtag Fun Time from One Guy Games. Going to be on PC, Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation. Hashtag Fun Time. I'm going to say hashtag because if you literally search for Fun Time on Google, it doesn't really give you anything. So hashtag fun time is an explosive twin stick shooter where shooting isn't your only weapon. Swap your ship's color to destroy enemies, avoid damage, and ultimately control the battlefield. Persistent ship upgrades allow for lengthier runs filled with even more mayhem. So two things about this. I played this game. When I started, I I just kind of sat down and I just grabbed it and I didn't really... Initially, I thought Geometry Wars. Yeah, that's what it very much. I would think too. And I didn't know uh, twin stick shooter, and like I was just kind of moving around my thing. And then one of the dozen ones was like twin stick shooter, and I was like, I can shoot. And then right, (laughs) (laughs) took me took me like twenty seconds to be like, ooh, okay. (laughs) Uh, And all the it's just a lot of pickups. It was pretty. It was very vibrant, and that was kind of cool. But that's what that's what reminded me of Geometry Wars. With that was. It looked good. It was, yeah, it was pretty fun. It was pretty, I mean, it's a twin stick shooter. There's, there's the very, it hit the, hit all the, you know, check marks on the boxes there. Yeah. But with the way they are, there's not really, I don't know, you can't have anything crazy. They're not going to be, there's no yeah. groundbreaking twin stick shooter. So, yeah. And now for me, if Dewey wants to say his own, I'll let him say his own. Obviously, I'm not going to stop him, but. For me, these next two games are probably my two games of the show. The next, the next one, I would say for sure. I don't know about the second one. It is for me, but I, that's I, that's fair. Bacon, sw- yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But for for both for me, but that's just because I there's something about the the last one. I just I don't know, just scratching an itch. Bake and switch streamline media group. 
uh, coming to PC and Switch, release date sometime in 2020. Bacon Switch is a couch co-op and PvP game where strange, adorable dough creatures are sacrificed to the guardians of dough. Work as a team, up to four players, or sabotage each other to punch, combine, and bake the doughs before time runs out. It's a breadful task, but someone's got to do it. Someone does have to do it, and that someone is me. I mean... So it's a baking bread simulator? Yes. Kind of. It is a easier version of, like, an overcooked... It's close to overcooked, but it's not overcooked. Right. Uh, there's... You start off level one. You're just collecting bread buns, and you are throwing them into each other to make them bigger. So you're grabbing a little bun, and you keep throwing it into the other little buns. You keep making them bigger and bigger. And then when you get it to whatever size you want to, you throw that in the oven. Pretty straightforward. And the oven tells you what it wants. So okay. there's two different types of buns. There's like yeah. the buns and then there's... Second level, they add the birds. Dodo buns. Yeah. And there's the little dodo birds and or dodo buns. And so oh, you got... Are. It calls out, I want dodo or I want the regular buns. And you grow them. So we had four people playing. We had teams like, all right, we're growing the buns... And you're growing the dodo buns and just kind of like had them ready so to swap in the oven, whatever. Then they added like flavors. You could like uh, rub it in like jam and then they would want like the oven would want that. Or you could like there's like a water pool to clean it off. And all while you're doing this, there's creatures coming and trying to take them. Yeah, so you had to run over and punch them. And then you get to like the fourth level and they start adding platform difficulty to this while all this is going on. It was a really cool build to see like all their different level mechanics and it's definitely a fun party game with a you know a bunch of friends or whatever. It's yeah, it would definitely be one that we should sit down and play. It was funny to watch uh, only because while Louis was playing, I was just watching, and there was a moment where they were one of them was uh, spawning the dough things out of the like jam. So in order to get because sometimes the ovens were, were uh, request non jam ones, so you had to take it over to the water thing and wash it off. But they didn't do that and shot the jam one in and the oven's like, yeah, fucking no. And so no points for that. But then also, I think you also got negative points maybe for that one. But then they were building up the next Dodo Bird and they had it up to 25 stacks, I think, which is pretty high. It's 25 times they've done that. Mm -hmm. And then because you could throw the buns. So if you're all on the if you're on like a flat world, you could throw the bun across the damn thing and hit it into the oven. Well, Whoever this was, and it wasn't Dewey. I don't know which character this I was. I was running uh, just basically clearance and defense on the top. Like, there's an enemy spawner. So I didn't really get to throw the buns in the last level. I'm just punching all the creatures, keeping them clear so the oven's free. Yeah, and so they already made the mistake of putting the wrong bird in the first time. And then this guy's building up the next bird, which was the right one, and then turns around and yeets the thing straight off the map. <laughs> just and threw I hear, a 25 bird off the map and, and I just started laughing. I hear Nate laughing and I hear, no! Ah. And I'm like, what did we do? And I look and I was like, I don't know what happened. And Nate's like, you guys eated that. Like, it's gone. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> there was a 25 bird that was ready to go and they're just like, what if we threw it off the map and couldn't ever get it back again? So that one was pretty fun. I liked that a lot. I would definitely say that's up there for my favorites that I played. Uh, that one reaches this pin. Oh, that's cute. And then while I'm talking about pins... This one here was from the Sniper Elite booth. Huh. Sharks. Sharks. Because they had a dead army four there. Does it have friggin' lasers? It has yeah. friggin' lasers. It's a zombie shark. I don't think it has lasers. That's great. I don't know. 
Um, and then the last game that I don't know if it's just the aesthetic that I love or it's going to be this puzzle-solving game that I'm really hoping takes off or something like that. Uh, but this is called Freshly Frosted from the Quantum Astrophysicists Guild for PC, Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation, hopefully out sometime in 2020. You solve puzzles in the world's most adorable donut factory. So what it would be... I. There was something about like only having 12 levels. I saw in one thing, and I was like, there needs to be way more than 12 levels. I want there to be a ton of levels. But what it was was you would, out of one part of this... So for this one, it's just that there's one donut uh, producer. Sometimes there are multiple ones. And other than... For the picture that's in there, other than the donut receiver and the donut creator, there are four topping stations. There were times where there might be two donut creators or two donut receivers, and the donut receiver is specific to the type of donut it would receive. But then the entire rest of the floor is you putting down single square conveyor pieces to direct how the donuts go around. It's kind of like almost like a tower defense style game. Kind of. Something. So you would have, you'd be like, all right, donuts are coming out of here. I need to, and you have to do it in the right order. So for this one, it's. Frost, sprinkle, whipped cream, cherries, maybe it looks like. Because, you know, as the dev told us, you're like, you can't put sprinkles on before you put frosting. They just won't stick. That's not how it works. So you had to do things in the right order, too. And then it was just like, it was really simple. And something about it was super satisfying to me. And I was just all about it. I think he was hungry and wanted some donuts. That's also possible. But who doesn't want donuts? Uh, I want them all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the only thing I can think of that we didn't put on this list is something we didn't play, but it looked really cool, which I thought looked not, I thought it was a bad idea. And then I saw it and like, you know, like looked up a little bit more about it afterwards is Maneater. Yes. Uh, Sounds familiar. It's the game where you play a shark. Oh yeah, I know. I know so, that one. See, it's like, oh yeah, you play a shark and I'm like, oh, that's like kind of cool, but how cool can they really do it? And it looks you can eat more awesome. than sharks, or it, eat more than people as well. Right, it looks right. awesome. It's like you have you get lightning powers and pretty. They said uh, mostly open world. There's like eight maps or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like you just different parts of the sea. It's a whole quest to kill a fisherman that killed your mother and gutted you out of her womb. Sounds pretty intense, but yeah, yeah you, it's like an RPG. You get like lightning powers it's and like stuff. Revenge jaws, yeah. and it yeah. looks like really good. Like it looks cool and like super fun. Mm-hmm. And initially, I was like, "That sounds stupid," and then just watching it, and then like I looked up more afterwards too. I'm like, "This seems sick." Yeah, it seemed pretty cool. The line was decently always busy. Yeah, it was very packed, and that's a May release, I believe. So they were also, I believe, if you played it, they were the ones giving out the foam shark yes. fins. Yep. So everybody was walking around with shark fins on. But yeah, that looked... I don't know. There's It was slammed, and that looks pretty cool. So yeah, Maneater also on there. Nice. I that one does look interesting. I don't yeah. think there's anything else that we... A random DJ game that was like cool, but... So there were two DJ games. Yes. And I didn't put the second one on, which is my fault. There was one called Fuser, which I think we talked about, where you're drag-and-dropping samples from songs to mix into a mega song or whatever then there was another one called oh i'm gonna fuck it up spin something i think escapes me right now i Um, can't help you sorry where you were playing the screen was you know a guitar hero screen where there were beats coming down and stuff Mm -hmm. but you were playing with a turn table dial 
and your dial in the game was red or blue. Mm-hmm. And maybe it gets harder on more levels or if there's a third color or something. And all you were doing is as things were coming down, you're having to turn the dial to match up to the right beat mm-hmm. and color that was coming down. So kind so, of like Beat Saber? Kind of. Mm-hmm. But you're doing that. And then uh, if there was like a, a – there were certain sections where you could just scratch. Same as like the Guitar Hero where it's like, oh, it's a solo. Who gives a shit? Hit whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then uh, – there were some where it was to just spin the entire, but because they were actually playing with a, a DJ paddle, you could just spin the thing and it would trade. It was, it was pretty mm-hmm. cool. It, it was, actually, it was actually more DJ than DJ Hero was. And it was more true DJ than Fuser was in terms of like actually being able to. Yes. Well, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Fuser would probably get closer to actually being like a getting called a disc jockey, which would be an insult, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fuser was playing, uh, what is it? Rock the Casbah, Don't Fear the Reaper. Like they were playing a lot of "This Is Gonna Get Stuck in My Head" songs, and yeah. of course, yeah, Smash it? Mouth. Oh yeah, All-Star. that's right. All Star was down there because you can't not put that there. Yeah, there were just times where I started singing to Dewey in the waiting lines because shit would just get stuck in my head. It was like I was surprised was, he didn't kill me. Honestly, it was. I thought about it. Uh, hey, That's what fair. songs can we be really annoying with and just get stuck on your head? I was waiting you... for Never Gonna Give You Up. Rick Roll All of Pax. The whole whole building. But yeah, that was uh, that was Pax. That was Pax. Sounded like a good year. It sounds was... like sometime you should come back. Next year. Maybe, year. maybe next year. Pax West. He's doing it. Pax Prime. 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 This is just West now. This is West. Yeah, it's just West now. Pax West this year. Let's go in August. I'm in. Matt? Maybe. That sounds like a no. Thank it's, you. Uh, it's hard to commit to anything in life. Well, I mean, that's just true in life, and I probably shouldn't do West this year anyway. You know, money. Coronavirus. Money's not real. Mostly coronavirus on the West Coast. Flights will be so cheap, though. Yeah, to the West Coast that's where true. it just lives. Anyway, yeah, that was Pax. Let's, uh, let's end this and get you guys out of here and go home. So it's been fun. Appreciate you all. Yes. 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 Have a good day, night, evening. Yeah, whatever you're listening, listening to this, have have a good one of those. I'll be thinking Have a good one. You. Have a good one. Matt is, now looks like an Ewok. Have a good one. See you later. You look like Wicked. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.